Welcome to the Social Minute, a podcast that looks at the social network minute by minute. Today, we're going to be covering minute number 96, which goes from an hour and 35 to an hour and 35, 59. Uh, it begins with Eduardo um, having been woken up in this weird horror movie that he's now in uh, with Christy at his bedside, and he's explaining that he was tired and that's why he hadn't called her. Um, he kind of goes around the apartment uh, trying to calm her down, I think. Uh, there's a story of how many texts have been sent and what his Facebook status is. Um, and, you know, it finishes with Eduardo um, in his underwear, I should note. Um, you know, Andrew Garfield spending most of this scene wandering around in his boxes and a shirt. Um, he gives uh, Christy <laughs> a present. And we finish the minutes with him saying, Here, open your present. Um, and, uh, you know, we'll find out what that present is in the next episode. <coughs> and joining me to talk about this today is Aaron Coco. Hello, hello. Yeah, so this is basically uh, the kind of, you know, just Eduardo and Christy, uh, kind of, this, we're in the, the final phases of Christy's appearance in the film, um, and so in this episode we're just getting, um, you know, the final little pieces of Brenda Song and Andrew Garfield together. Um, like I said in the previous episode, it opens with it kind of like a horror film with like someone yes. at the door, yes. and, <laughs> and then like Christy kind of, I mean... Eduardo says she should knock, but she's got a key. So why would she knock? Like if yeah, this monster has the keys to the deadbolt and everything. So I guess it's not that scary. But yeah, yeah like <laughs> it, it kind of in like in the previous minute, like for a moment, it's like he doesn't know who it is. But it's like who else has got a key to your apartment? Like <laughs> just... right, yeah, this tiny, tiny little sublet that's like a one room studio apartment. Yeah, it's like who else has got a key? Like just think about that. Probably only Christy. Um, you know, that would be my first thought. Um, but Eduardo <laughs> justifies the fact that he hasn't called Christy by saying that, you know, it was a rough trip and he was tired. And he goes to say something else and Christy says, or answer one of my 47 texts. Did you know I said 47 texts? And of course, Andrew right. Garfield, uh, in this, I think in this scene, he's doing something, and I mentioned this in the previous episode, this kind of weird, like, whispery acting, like, where he, it's almost like he's <laughs> trying to maintain his accent and the way he's trying to do that is by kind of doing this weird kind of half whisper um as oh interesting yeah okay okay and so, as, as an english and as an englishman yourself you probably have a unique opinion on uh englishmen trying to do american accents does is the whisper a uh, renowned technique for maintaining that accent? well like there's two ways i think there's two ways that english people do american accents and the one is to go the route of, you know, uh, Doctor Strange or House MD or, I don't know, Martin Freeman in in, in, the, in the Marvel <laughs> Universe. Like, basically, um, anyone who's kind of played Sherlock Holmes or a Sherlock Holmes ersatz, um, they do this thing where they, they go for, like, a mid-Atlantic accent where they kind of go with, like, yeah. the hard R's and they kind of go like that. And they kind of, like, they kind of have this weird kind of croaky way of delivering stuff. Um, and... <laughs> That's, in, yeah, it's the Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange, where he's like, I don't believe in crystals or chakras or, or whatever. He's really hitting those those vowels. Yeah, and also that like their voice kind of instead of like if you listen to their natural voices, they're kind of a bit softer, so they kind of go with this weird kind of croaky voice. Yeah, um, and I think here, um, like Eduardo, like as Eduardo, um, you know, famously Brazilian, not American. Right, so, right. Um, but Andrew Garfield is trying to maintain. It sounds like he's trying to maintain this English, this this like American accent. Sorry. And hide his English accent by doing this kind of whispery, kind of, uh, I don't know, a bit more nasally kind of tone. Um, so when he says that I did, and I thought that was incredibly normal behavior, it's kind of in this weird kind of, I don't know, whispery sing song voice. <laughs> 
And of course, that's when Christy says, "Are you mugging me?" <laughs> and of course, yeah. <laughs> and of course, this is this is where again he's he's doing the the classic Mark Zuckerberg tactic of trying to distract. So he goes, "I bought you a present." Right, um, right. And of course, that's when we get to you know the meat of this 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 minute, which is she asks, "Why does your status say single on your Facebook page?" And I like how Eduardo's like, "What?" And of course, she she has to say it again. Why does your relationship status say single on your Facebook page? And it's funny because obviously when Mark kind of finalized the Facebook page, the last thing he added was the the relationship status. Right. Like we we saw that scene. We saw Eduardo there when it happened. And then, of course, <laughs> Eduardo just had to say, well, I was single when I set up the page. And she's like, and you just never bothered to change it. And of course, he goes to explain and she's like, what? And he's like, I don't know how. And then, of course, she's like, do I look stupid to you? And of course, you know, he says, no, calm down. And of course, she, you know. I would never say calm down to anybody when they're in an argument. Right. Uh, of move. course, then that's where she delivers like probably the greatest lines in this film, which is you're asking me to believe that the CFO of Facebook doesn't know how to change his relationship <laughs> status on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, I just love the way Brenda Song says it. Like it's it's delivered in this kind of sing songy way. Yeah. Uh, pardon the pun. And it's just so great. Like just her kind of in like her outrage at the fact that he doesn't know how to do that. Yeah. Is kind of funny. Um, I love how they paint him, too, as I mean, we're setting him up here as the innocent in this. He's going to get, of course, screwed later on financially. But even at this point, like he's the victim in this horror movie and he's jumping at everything. And now he doesn't even know how to operate, you know, Facebook, the company that he's ostensibly the CFO of. I think it's interesting because actually this reinforces something that the film has done throughout, which is Eduardo is not a programmer. Mm hmm. You know, even when they auditioned the interns and they had the whole, you know, every 10 lines they're going to take a shot. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to, you know, get like all of that technical information. When Mark says it, he literally says back to him, you know, I don't understand a word of what you just said. Yeah. Obviously to us and to people in 2010, the idea of not knowing how to change your Facebook status, you know, makes you look like a kind of, you know, a, a Luddite. But it's it's completely plausible that he wouldn't know that because he wasn't, he didn't care about the tech side of Facebook. Yeah. Um, and Christy, too, sort cared. of in the film represents the more savvy user, or at least like the idea that, you know, old people are always fascinated by young people's ability to pick up technology. And so she's she's a she's able she's facile. She knows how to change her her Facebook status. You know, we're introduced to her in the film with her using Facebook as a verb for the first time. And so we get that, like, she she knows it, but, yeah, Eduardo is just clueless. Here's the thing, though. I think in the early days of Facebook, when you updated your status like that, it would automatically request that the other person verify it. Hmm. So if you said you're in a relationship with this person, you would tag them, and then on their end, their page would say, are you in a relationship with this person? Right. And then it would, ma and it would automatically change your status to match their status. So Hard to ghost people. I, you know that way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's so i think i think it's kind of interesting because um i i do know some people who um they're not like young but they would have been young when facebook's first started and one of the things that they had have a habit of doing is um you know obviously you can also tag people who are members of your family that was like a feature that was introduced it wasn't straight away but you know a little while in you could do that and I know a number of people who like i say they're about a decade younger than me and when they started using facebook instead of you know, um, because the like some of the te some of the stuff you could do on it was a bit clunky. Yeah. But what they would do is they would add their friends as family members. So they you would have a list of them, and they it says brother, 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 sister, sister, oh, cousin, cousin, cousin. Okay. 
and it's just their friend group basically. Yeah. So it allowed them to basic to to kind of um, tailor their statuses to just be shown to family, which would actually be a friend group that they were part of. Okay, that makes um, sense. So, yeah. So that's that's something that I mean, even now, some of them still have like you know basically com- you know just friends tagged as like brothers or sisters or whatever. <laughs> okay. Um, and so, but the thing is, you again, it, like you know, when you tag your own parents on Facebook. Or when your parents tag you as their son or daughter or whatever, yeah. Facebook still requires verification from the other end before it ends up being publicly displayed. Right. So again, like it, this feels like somebody. Who, this is a scene written by somebody who hasn't actually used Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Who is? <laughs> I think that's you know. true. So I mean, I don't know how it worked in the earliest days, but certainly, you know, pretty much as soon as people started using Facebook, it was hard for you to do status updates on your relationship without it requesting permission from the other person to display it publicly or to verify it. So, yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things that it works for this scene in that it makes Eduardo seem like, you know, he's not a tech head like everybody else. And also he's been spending, you know, 14 hours riding up and down the subway. Oh, pan on Fa- the pavement, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Facebook at this point doesn't have a mobile app so there's no way for him to update stuff if he's not sitting in front of a computer. Right. And if he's <laughs> and doing now like it a... would be 47 uh, Facebook messages and not 47 texts. So he wouldn't even got <laughs> Yeah. So now if he's want if he wanted to update stuff, he would have to sit in front of a computer to do that. That was one yeah. of the big selling points of uh, you know the early part, part of Facebook was people actually sat in front of their computer for hours on Facebook and you know you had their attention. And so, you know, this, like the fact that he hasn't updated his status is probably because he hasn't, he probably hasn't looked at his own Facebook profile in ages. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's probably been months since he's even bothered to look at it. So, you know, um, and I, I think it's funny as well, because, you know, again, he, he tries to calm it down saying, you know, take it easy. Um, he says, you know, he's, he's embarrassed, you know, and it's a sign of trust that he would tell her. But, you know, obviously she doesn't she doesn't kind of take that as a, a real thing. And then, of course, he said she says it's so that you could screw Silicon Valley sluts every time you go out to see Mark. And of course, he says <laughs> and I think I think the thing is, he starts with the better reason, which is that's not remotely true. Because obviously, you know, he that's not who he is. He's not going out, out to there to, to, you know, to see Mark and cheat on her. But also, yeah. he, I guess this is probably one of the things that maybe she doesn't kind of... I mean, this would probably, you know, intensify the argument when she says, I can promise you the Silicon Valley sluts don't care what anybody's yeah. relationship yeah. Not, status on Facebook is. Not what she wants to hear, but yeah. Yeah. So, so he's basically saying, look, I wouldn't cheat on you. But anyway, if I was going to cheat on you with someone in Silicon Valley, they don't care what... They're not looking at my Facebook status before they decide whether or not they're going to, you know, let me cheat on them. Like, it's... So, it, it, I don't know. But then, of course... Well, they have to get to their to, computers. They can't look on their phones. Yeah, this is it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, he then says one more time, please open your present. So uh, again, like this is this is something that happened with the conversation when he was talking to Mark, where Mark kept saying, what were the girl's names? Like right. he kept saying that. And Eduardo kept saying, why have we been sent a cease and desist letter? Yeah, he <laughs> and, opened the letter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so like Mark kept distracting him with what are the girl's names? And here we've got him, Eduardo now, literally to one of the girls doing the opposite, where he keeps saying, open your present, when she keeps yeah. trying to focus on, you know, where he's been. And of course, once his phone rings she then goes oh your phone does work which is a, you know a great kind of uh, little moment <laughs> cutting a little aside yeah, yeah. And, and then of course you know we see that it's Mark um, and then Christy gives the phone back to him and then of course you know he, he says okay this is going to be tricky here open your present so obviously we know what Eduardo has done he's frozen the bank accounts and he this is the, obviously the first time that Mark's had an opportunity to call 
um, Eduardo about it because he's previously been in this meeting with Peter Thiel. So, you know, yeah. now, now, like, he, he, we know what's coming. You know, that's what we're going to see tomorrow is kind of like uh, the reckoning of, you know, Eduardo's actions there and, you know, like what he did. Um, yeah. You know, I like else? that when he go. I mean, this is about a previous minute, but I like that when he goes into the bank to close the account down, it's just kind of a movie thing, but he walks up to the teller window. This account like was started with $18,000, I think, and certainly has amassed more money since then. He wouldn't, a banker would meet him. He wouldn't be going just to the window to close this account. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's not closing it. He's just... Um... Or f- freezing out the other, other uh, users, I suppose. Yeah, he's just stopping the lines of credit on it. Yeah. Um, so... You know, um, but yeah, like it's a nice moment for him to walk up to the teller to say that he's going to freeze the lines of credit. I don't, I mean, I don't know, I don't know, like, I mean, it's it's kind of made clear in the film that there was only 19,000 in that account, and I think Eduardo didn't put any more in because obviously he wanted advertisers to fill the gap, he didn't yeah. want to have to keep funding this whole thing himself. But obviously, now you know, after the meeting with Peter Till, they've got half a million, so you know, that 18, 19,000 in that account doesn't really make any difference, um, right. But yeah, is there anything else to be said about this minute? Um, you know, obviously we're kind of just this week we're really building up to the payoff of you know what's in that what's in that present basically. <laughs> it's gonna yeah you know yeah um, uh, just the idea that like uh, Chrissy you know as a character uh, just represents I guess what he somebody like Eduardo would have to deal with or maybe have to leave behind. And what we know about Eduardo is, I love the fact that he's such a he's such a nerd and she accuses him of being a Lothario, but she ignores the fact that he's the only girl that we've even seen him with. Like, I love the fact that she goes down on him in a bathroom stall and they're together for the, like the rest of the movie until he breaks up with her. So clearly, like, you know, as kind of a geeky guy that probably doesn't go on a lot of dates, like he is latched on to her. Like he is committed to this, uh, whether she realizes it or not. I think, um, you know, in a number of reviews of the film, obviously people were kind of disappointed in the way that Sorkin had written the women. You know, this is mostly a story about a bunch of guys suing each other. So... You know, yeah. there's not really a huge amount of opportunity f- for female roles, and Christy is kind of one of the more prominent um, female roles, obviously in the film. Um, you know, in the in the meeting that she was a part of with Sean Parker, it was actually um, Priscilla Chan who attended, and at this time, oh, Edward sure. Eduardo didn't have a girlfriend, and Mark did, so they've kind of flipped that just for the sake of the narrative of kind of keeping it a bit cleaner. Um, yeah. I think, and I've said this before, I think Brenda Song, kind of her um, kind of charm makes this role more interesting. Um, like, you know, she kind of, she turns up basically as like, you know, a nympho. And then, you know, she's kind of a bit of an airhead at the meeting. And then we finish off here with her being a psycho. And I, I think if <laughs> yes. it, I, I think if it, like, I think if it wasn't Brenda Song, I think this role would be kind of more uh, one note. But I think particularly in the stuff with her and Sean and Mark and, you know, Eduardo, I think in that minute she kind of in those minutes, actually, should I say, she's kind of um, she kind of brings, you know, a kind of a naivety and a kind of charm to that role that I don't think would be there if we had like a, a, a lesser actress in it. And I think she actually does a bit with the role that is I guess it's not really on the pe- on, on the page. You know, she mm. kind of makes it her own. Um, yeah. And I think even these final few minutes with her, she, like she kind of does something you know, like, you know, we'll get to it later on when she kind of disappears and reappears. But like she kind of does stuff that's a bit more fun with, with the, the stuff that she's given. Um, yeah. You know, and kind well, of makes I, it I have, a I have bit more, more say. interesting. I, I don't want to give it away just yet, though. We got plenty of minutes. No. To go. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, this minute is basically going to be a parallel of Eduardo having to juggle 
Mark and Christy, and both of them are kind of yelling at him in different <laughs> for different <Yeah>. reasons. Um, <laughs> So and of course the irony is like if he hadn't have gone out to see Mark, then you know she wouldn't be mad, and if he hadn't have gone out to see Mark, Mark wouldn't be mad. So <laughs> so right. by visiting Mark, he's basically made both of these people mad, um, yeah. and now and now they're kind of both uh, going to have a go at him. Um, so well, if there's nothing else to say about this minute, then let's uh, move on to the Monday question, which is: Did you see the Social Network at the cinema? I did see it. Yes, uh, I saw it. Let's see. Um, yeah, I saw it when it came out, and uh, I remember thinking, having complicated feelings about it because, you know, I'm sure that you've addressed on this show previously. We all thought at the time, how are you going to make a movie out of Facebook? What are you going to? It's, cl- it's clicks and likes and uploads or something like that, and of course. Um, you know, when I found out that it was just about these guys suing each other and sort of the the story behind the development of it, um, I thought, okay. And I'm a David Fincher fan, and so yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely saw it. Had mixed feel. I still have mixed feelings about it today. Uh, I'm sure those mixed feelings are about how great you think it is, or you know, if you if you if you can. <laughs> yeah, is it the yeah. best movie it, ever? Or the greatest it. movie ever. That's, is that's it a masterpiece or with. a work of art? That's those are the those are the things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, we can get more into that later on in the week. So. Uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Yeah, uh, my podcast network, the Just Enough Trope Network, has many programs for many tastes and interests, and I'll be plugging our various shows over the course of the week. Today, I'd like to recommend our flagship program, the Just Enough Trope Podcast. It's a show where we bring you all the news that's fit to cast in the world of nerdy entertainment, and we provide reviews and discussion and commentary on your favorite geeky topics. Uh, You can find us on Twitter at at Just Enough Trope, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash social minute, or on Twitter at social underscore minute, or on Facebook at the social minute podcast. Thanks for being my guest today, Aaron. Yeah, no problem. And I will see you tomorrow.